Welcome back. Welcome back to What's the Word. Good to be here. Uh, in this fun month of February, they're having… I truly do appreciate the first like podcast that we did. I mean, really being able to talk about topics of love and watch the little ears the whole watch way the through this ears. month yeah. as you're listening. Uh, so I'm giving you this the time to pause just in case you do. Um, but but love and sex last time, right? Mm-hmm. And so as we get to talk about these things, especially look at what God's word has to say. I'm just so excited. I hope that people are going to be pleasantly surprised yes. by how much the Bible has to say on this topic. Yes. Mainly because we don't necessarily hear it in 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 our in our churches, like from right. our pulpits. So nothing nothing against yeah. pastors. Nothing yeah, yeah, against. Yeah. I'm not. But uh, but we don't hear it. It's yeah. not something that that is in the usual lineup or the usual rotation on a Sunday morning. Right. And, and, it, and it, I, I do appreciate, it was my own thought, so I, that might be strange to appreciate it, but like just recon, recognizing the difference between different spaces, right? Yeah. The Sunday morning yeah. pulpit, that's a huge public space. It is. You don't know what you're dealing Mm-mm. with, what's walking through the door that day necessarily. And so, so you really do need the, the more smaller spaces, Christian circles to really unpack. I mean, I remember uh, an, an illustration. Some Somebody said like one of the best questions you can say in response to someone asking you about something that's kind of, I don't know how to answer this. Uh, the best question you can respond back is, uh, why do you want to know? Mm. Right? Why do you want to know? Have you have I ever told you this? No. So for instance, right? Yeah, let's give, say, me, give me a, a and, for and, instance. I mean, I'm giving away a little pastoral secrets in okay. a very public setting ourselves Great. here. But let's say that someone comes into my office and says, and let's just imagine it's a a young, a young woman. Okay. Says, Pastor, is having an abortion a sin? Okay. I have, I have, without knowing the question I'm supposed to ask, I have two ways I can answer that usually, right? Okay. Uh, and the gut one is from a pastoral perspective of, well, uh, you, you don't do it, right? That, that's kind of what you want to be able to right. say. And, that, and, and, but then you also have basically, man, I am, fumbling all over myself, Dallas. But because when I ask the question, why do you want to know? know? And this young woman says to me, because I'm thinking about having one, then I might answer it a certain way. We get to talk through the fullness of things, why there's there's a little care that can happen with it. But if it's because I just got back from the clinic, then there's a different conversation. There's a different conversation to be able to, to have. Yep. And I think we we jump so quickly to the right answer about things. Mm-hmm. And that's why the public setting is such a hard it is setting to 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 try and proclaim in because you don't know everybody's why they want to know. You don't know the why they want to know. That doesn't negate yes. the truth. The truth though. at all. That and, doesn't and neither negate, one of those no. answers is ignoring no. what this says. That about, doesn't negate yeah, the talk, truth. Yeah. And which is what we were kind of hoping to get to um, for the, it is a series. We got to call it what it is. Well, it's it the is, month of February. It's the month of February. Month. Yeah, so the February for the, the February series. And that's what we wanted to talk about was what does the word actually say about love? What does the word actually say about sex, marriage, dating? Um, and, and so that's kind of the things that we're, that we're fumbling into right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because this time, friends, we're covering dating and marriage. Mm-hmm. All right, so... What does the word actually say about it? And it's going to be kind of fun uh, because, uh, but we'll get into it. We'll, we'll get into no, why get it's into kind it. of- get into it. Go ahead. Like, because like truly there's not much said about dating. Like, it was so funny to do like, because it was, I was, I was curious, like, what would I find in my research to even prep for this? Because dating, like, 
I'm I'm also speaking as the single guy here, right? So like the 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 dating in your 20s and 30s is hard period, but like also not just as the single guy, but as the former youth guy. So when I wanted to do a series on dating, it was so fun to like look into what do people say? And people have to get wildly creative to find something in the Bible to talk about dating. Dating. Like so much so that I remember finding a series that was on Nehemiah. And dating? Uh, and dating. That is interesting. For our friends that have no idea what I'm talking about, Nehemiah is part of the Old Testament. And it's a part where they come back from exile. Mm-hmm. And really the only role of Nehemiah is to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he's he's very adamant about getting people to um, behave, right? In, in, in the worst possible way. Like I remember yeah. going into Pastor Cordray's office he was my supervisor at the time. And I, I, it was my first time really exploring Nehemiah because I was abundantly curious why this why dating this was Bible study was about Nehemiah. Nehemiah. And, uh, and I remember going to Cordray and saying, uh, Nehemiah, good guy or bad guy? And he says, good question. Because friends don't be like Nehemiah, right? Because Nehemiah rips people's hair out because they're not standing up and sitting down at the same time, my paraphrase. But anyways, the reason why Dallas is because Nehemiah was all about building the walls of Jerusalem to keep out the enemies. And in dating, that's a stretch. You need to build walls. That's a stretch. To protect yourself. Okay. Well. So that's why it's going to be really interesting. But I do like where we went, where we landed on what we're going to talk about with dating, mm-hmm. because I think it can speak to, right? Ultimately, dating is this, as in today's culture, dating, because if you think about it, like in biblical times. There was no dating. There was no dating, right? So there's not gonna be a lot Here's of things. Here's a cow and my daughter. Yep. So so dating in a sense, the, the way we're going to take it is recognizing culturally what we're walking with, which right. is dating is our preparation for marriage of discovering whether or not mm-hmm. this is what we're going to have for marriage and right. things like that, which I'm like, oh, I'll get canceled for this. Do it. Like the whole Excuse arranged me. marriage thing. Yeah. Like I remember, and here, friends, here it is for me, right? When I was in sixth grade, Dallas, I did uh, drama at my middle school. So little sixth grade pastor Lee was the, uh, it was, it was a uh, fiddler on the roof. And, uh, and I was Fietka, the the Catholic, cause I was blonde as anything. So they weren't going to make me one of the Jewish characters cause I wouldn't fit the part. Wouldn't fit the part. And so, but it's a whole, they like, fiddler on the roof. If you're familiar with it, like they are setting some of the daughters up, but That's then a matchmaker, the middle one, yeah, make- yeah, yeah, yeah. The middle one is going after the, the Catholic, mm-hmm. right? And so you get to choose. So it's a great conversation. But there's a great song in there uh, by the parents. Uh, They sing, Do You Love Me? Right? So this is going to connect. And this is why I'm not like entirely against. Anyways, like obviously no force stuff. That's miserable. And not good, not God honoring. But but the whole point of that song is, do you love me? Do I what? Hmm. Right? Do you love me? And it's the the whole point by the end of the song is, my actions over my entire marriage show you that I've loved you, right? Because love time. is love is work. And because they were action. matched. Yeah. They were matched. Yeah. But they learned what love was mm-hmm. in marriage over their years of being married and things like that. Ooh, that's so, a really good tie-in. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Let a, this is on you right now. Yeah, it is on me. Uh, and as I turned there, because I was turning somewhere else first, I'm kind of like, that's why, like, obviously I'm not like, hey, let's just, uh, blindly match up people to whoever, but it is kind of a cool recognition that like God is going to bless unions that are, yeah. That, yeah. Well, yes, that Again, are God honoring yeah. in the, yeah. Um, and talk we're going to, we're going to talk about, yeah, no kidding. All oh my, my yeah. word. Got a little fiddler on the roof. Got a little, and I want to know place. the images I got rolling through my head right now. I'm just 
Rabbit trail, rabbit trail, rabbit, rabbit trails. trail. Psalm nineteen fourteen though can ground us. That like, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Dallas. that is. We, we, we stumbled didn't... into Psalm nineteen fourteen, and so we stumbled around because we weren't we weren't just ready. leaning in what God we was saying. We weren't ready. Saying. Yeah. Psalm nineteen fourteen says, "May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer." So that's why the previous things that were said maybe weren't acceptable and meditative, and they they felt a little glitchy. A little glitchy. I a like little, that. a little glitchy. So we're talking about dating and marriage yep. because uh, this is an important topic in the month of February. So um, let's start with dating. Okay. All right, and where we ended up, uh, kind of going in some of our different places, and all because dating is leading to marriage in today's intentional. And in, now that's a good yes. That is a okay. good point. So I have I have three young adult children, and. I can say with certainty as I've watched them and I have one of them that's married and expecting a baby, um, but none of my children casually dated. Yeah. I did not casually. That's not true. Um, <laughs> full transparency. I, I didn't mean to not casually date, but I'm a, I'm a girl. And so naturally everybody that I dated, I was like, well, we're, you know, we're getting married. We're going to have to get married. Yeah. Um, and I, I, planned that out since I was like six years old. I had a wedding <laughs> planned out, but that- I I helped plan some weddings when I was little, like, because I was going to get married to this girl and then and I was going to get married to this girl. My youngest actually got married to, to two girls in, in four-year-old preschool. Oh, I, got and I got married notes, camp, actually. I got notes sent home. I was dressed as Elvis and I got married to like a Greek princess. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that, is, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dating- should lead to marriage. Like that is the intentional, the intentionality behind it is that you're not just casually, you know, going out with this person and this person and this person just because you don't have anything better to do. Like you have an end goal. And we kind of talked about that in our last episode with love and the different, the different um, Greek words that that love has attached to it. Um, And then the whole sex thing. The whole sex thing. The whole sex thing. Yeah, saving, like, like it sounds cliche to say it, but honoring God's design, that's a less cliche way to say okay. it. Honoring God's design for sex by keeping it in marriage, right? Yes. Not doing it beforehand. Right. Right. Not going outside of marriage for sex, but honoring God's design for it. So that's why it's important to talk about dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while it's good to talk about boundaries, but maybe we don't need Nehemiah to be able to do that. Um, one of the places where, where I went though is First Thessalonians 4. Okay. Okay. And again, an interesting, I'm sure there are so many like, well, not so many. I'm not saying we're popular, but any youth leaders kind of listening to this is kind of going, Why are We could be popular. <laughs> we're going to get popular. Let's it's make God's fun. word popular. That'd be great. That would be awesome. So 1 Thessalonians 4 is a place I went just to talk about this concept of self-control. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. Okay. Uh, we hear this. For this is God's will, your sanctification that you keep away from sexual immorality, Mm -hmm. uh, that each of you knows, and again, immorality, fancy word, uh, the not good sex, right? right? Immoral is not good, right? right? And the not good sex is the sex that's outside of marriage, right? So they keep away from the not good sex that each of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not with lustful passions like the Gentiles who don't know God, this means one must not transgress against and take advantage of a brother or sister in this manner because the Lord is an avenger of all these offenses, as we also previously told and warn you. For God has not called us to impurity, but to live in holiness. Consequently, anyone who rejects this does not reject man, but God who gives you his Holy Spirit. 
Did you pick that passage because it labels God as an avenger? I, I was going to reference that for sure. But no, actually because this passage is referenced in the typical marriage right. Uh, when it says, uh, verse seven, for God has not called us to impurity, but to live in holiness, right? So, so, and actually a lot of the passages we'll talk about with marriage today, friends, is because it's in just the, the opening introduction to our liturgy, mm-hmm. at least for a wedding, the passages that we just go to to talk about what marriage is. But here, this is kind of talking about when you're outside of marriage, you're still called to holiness. You're still called to uh, to not take advantage of each other, to not pursue things in the passions of lust, uh, but to honor God's design for your own body, which we'll get to even more in our, our, our sexual sins conversation for sure. We'll talk about the body, how God created it. And again, kind of piggybacking on what we talked about last time, uh, we see that God uh, or that Paul, as he has these conversations who Paul loves talking about this topic is operating in a very sexual world that is, you know, oh, yeah, it comparable was, it to was ours. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. I, comparable to ours, yeah. minus the the readily available TikToks, you had women readily available. I sure. mean, just everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I I really I like that the self control that is something that I full transparency struggled with in my earlier years. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, it's just you just don't you don't think about that. Yeah. That that is not one of the that's not one of the more attainable fruits of the spirit. You know, yeah. that self control. Sure, and we usually think of it as like don't get angry. But it's no, so many it is things. so many. Yeah. It's it's so much more than that. Uh, so yeah, I agree that that dating is um, dating passages specific to that might be kind of sparse. Yeah. Um, something that following on the self control. Uh, flip over to James. Oh wow! Oh James is okay. So uh, just track <sighs> with me. Track with me on this. So James three. And we've talked about subtitles in our Bibles and whatnot. And so mine above this says taming the tongue. Sure. And and why would that be something that we needed to talk about when we're trying to cover broad stroke the dating world mm-hmm. is taming your tongue and, and harnessing that with self-control. So James 3, um, verses 3 through 6. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great, Consider a great forest set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a is also a fire, a world of evil among parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person. So be mindful of your speech. Sure. When you're dating. Yeah. Um, and and that is, you know, what just happens to fall out of your mouth, but be intentional yeah. with what you're saying. And and I think that it's super important to have open conversations and open communication with the person that you're dating. I vividly remember yeah. very early in it when Jeff and I started dating, um, we had we were sitting we were sitting at my very fancy kitchen table, card table that I had uh, in my in my very small apartment, um, and and we just asked each other, you know, do do you want kids? Sure. Um, what's your plan here? Like, what 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 what's the plan, Jeff? Um, we had to have these conversations. You know, did how were you raised? Were you right, raised right. with you know really easygoing, laid back parents? Were you you know we needed to talk about those things because it was very important for us to be on the same page long-term, but also about, well, what is what is going to be acceptable behavior for me and what sure. is going to be acceptable behavior for you? Well, and just think about it this way. Again, dating, 
is leading toward the goal of marriage. Right. Right. And in marriage, as we talked about in our last episode, as we'll talk about in this episode, two are becoming one. That's right. So everything that you are bringing to the table is going to be on the table together. Laid, right? laid, it's no longer this stuff is Dallas's yep. and this stuff is Jeff's. That's right. Like all of it is Jeff and Dallas's. That's it. Right? Two are one together. Mm-hmm. So you're sharing the fullness of everything that you're bringing into this relationship. The and good, that's the why, bad, and the ugly. And that's why you can't hide it either. No. Right? So that's why it's so important to have those conversations for sure. And it's important. Um, I like the, um, you need to choose wisely who you're dating. And and I've seen, um, you know, through the years, we had some some people that we lived uh, in in close proximity to neighbor neighbor ish people yeah. um, that came from two different religious backgrounds. Okay, that um, that is something that probably needs to be discussed while you're dating. If that uh, you know which which direction you're going to lean. If you're if if you were raised you know Christian. If you were raised Jewish. We did talk about and, how we were going to do an episode about this, and, and we didn't do it. Okay, that's interesting. So being, we're bringing it in right now. Yeah. Being unequally yoked. Yeah, that's a and biblical phrase. That is a biblical yeah yoked. That is you, and it, it's it's from Second Corinthians that um, you don't want to be connected like the like the yoke of oxen. Yes. With an unbeliever, you're going to pull in two completely different ways. And it's yoke of oxen, we've talked about it, but some people, this may be their very first episode because of the interesting month we're in. So yoke being like- A wooden crossbar. I mean, it's heavy. To that, pull a cart to or something cart. like that. So if you have two oxen, the thing that's holding them together is called a yoke. A yoke. And so if they're pulling in two different directions, then you're not going to go anywhere. Right. Uh, and it's going to cause damage it, and problems and things like that. And so, so again, like the and and to recap, right? Recap. What it's talking mm-hmm. about is, and, and this is the biblical piece. Like God's people, of the Old Testament, so many religions represented, so many different mm-hmm. belief systems, so many different what we would we would truthfully say from Scripture: false gods or idols, created right. gods. Right. That if you if you are just two different religious paradigms. Mm-hmm pulling in two different directions because religion is a very important thing. Faith, belief. Faith, belief is a very, um, very big thing. And if you're honoring two different things, how are you going to raise kids? How exactly. Are you gonna, what, how are priorities in your life going to be sorted out? Um, a lot of different things go into that conversation for sure. And those are things that you do need to consider while you're dating. Because if it's going to go to marriage, y'all got to get on the you same. You got to get on the same page. Yeah. I mean, yoke. you really, you, you got to get under the same yoke yeah. and, because you, you will pull so much easier. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to make, it's not going to necessarily lighten the load, um, but it's going to make you, it, it, it's going to make it, make it fall behind you a lot easier. Well, and like, I appreciate a, a pastor buddy of mine who like unbeliever his whole time through till college dated the same girl since 13. And then she basically said, either get with the Christianity thing or we're done. Yep. And now he's one of now my- Now he's a pastor. Yeah. He's a pastor, one of my best friends. So- uh, yeah, it's incredible, right? It is. So, it uh, is. and you said you said choose wisely. You gave us that phrase that comes from Proverbs twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. It says, "Even a young man is known by his actions, by whether his behavior is pure and upright." So that's that's saying the, the we we bring that up under the the phrase of choose wisely, and that like it's not a secret. Like, see what someone does, not what somebody says. See how someone lives and discern that, right? right. Discern that together. Now, by all means. Grace, forgiveness. Oh, absolutely. But and and allowing for people to change their actions mm-hmm. and their ways. But at some point, similar to uh, that woman who eventually became that man's wife, saying, "You know, it's either changing or or we're done." Yeah. Right. And that's a fair thing. 
in dating. In dating. Yeah, yeah in in dating. Um, Proverbs 4.23. Yeah, I'm in Proverbs. So You're in Proverbs? Ahead. Okay, so read your version, and then I'm going to tell you what sure. I have. My version says, uh, guard your heart above yep. all else, for it is the source of life. Yeah. Heart so, is such an interesting word. The heart is very, very interesting. Um, I, uh, I, I've, I've got the translation from the message. Okay, so the message. Uh, if you're not familiar with the message, this is the first time we're going to get canceled. Dallas. It's a. It's a. <laughs> let me let me finish. It's a paraphrase Bible. It's yeah. it's. I don't recommend it as your primary source of God's word. Um, but as a secondary backup. It can be helpful. It can like, be very, very helpful. Similar to some other helpful. translations. I'm always right. trying to get closer and closer to what the Greek and the Hebrew say, but but it can be very helpful in interpreting what can be super clunky translations and things and in then, the Bible. And it yeah. breaks it down into a more palatable um, yes. today's, today's language. It's the last episode you talked about. Uh, you don't feed your kids steak. No, right? you don't feed say, your kid. You don't feed your babies steak. I would um, say the message is a milk is a is a milk based that, that, that brings your way toward the meat. Right, yeah, exactly. So for Proverbs four twenty four and twenty seven from the message, keep vigilant watch over your heart. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. <laughs> okay, because your heart yeah. can it it in other places in scripture is deceitful. Uh, yeah. among everything else. It's the most deceitful thing in our bodies is our heart. It will lead us astray. Um, so we've got to be very vigilant and we've got to keep watch and and guard and protect that particular part of us. I just love the dual meaning here, right? Because quite literally, physically speaking, your heart mm-hmm. is the source of your life. Yeah, right? it is. So take care of it. You got it. That's watch why it's behind the rib cage. Watch the stuff that you eat. Yeah. Like the, make sure it's Driving well for you, right? right? Not getting into nutrition, but you know. Right. But then also this, this, this spiritual other part. soul, mm-hmm. right? Your inward being. Right. Guard your heart, your love yeah. in the Hebrew, right? Because it's going to, from it's going to flow everything else that affects your life. Yeah. So, so, so guard your heart. So, so that means don't compromise who God has designed you to be, created you to be. Right. In your relationships, don't give in to the worldly things that the world says to give into, uh, like sex, like, like sex. um, like values, right? If, yeah. if, if you value going to church, if you value your family, if you value things that God values too, right? Right. Then don't sacrifice those for a relationship because that, that's not the way God designed, especially if this relationship is going to be blessed by God to becoming one. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be healthy in the long run. Yeah. And that's hard to do. I mean, I'm just going to, going to tell you, I, well, yeah. I, it, it <laughs> yeah. was. Sorry. That was so judgmental the way I said, yeah, I apologize. It was that. very, it was yeah. very hard to do. And, and I look at, um, I look back, Jeff and I didn't date very long before we got married. How I long mean, did you date? Six months. My parents dated. I, I get back from college, first year of college, and I go up to my mom. I'm talking to my mom about all sorts of things. And uh, I tell her, I say, Mom, people are crazy. There's this one couple <laughs> that dated one month before they got engaged. And I'm just like trying to wrap my brain around this. And my mom's starting to smile. She goes, um, your dad and I, only dated one month before we got engaged. And I was like, what? what? I was like, y'all are crazy. Y'all are insane. And how long have they been married? And they've been married for a very long time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. How old is Disney World? Like, so 10 years less than Disney World. <laughs> like, so like, at least 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but they, they did have a long engagement. So it was like a longer engagement that we, helped. We had a 45 day engagement. 
So he wow. he proposed yeah. at at six months, and then forty five days later, we eloped and got married on a beach, and we uh, are coming up on twenty four years. There you go. Twenty four years next month, and but it is. I totally forgot where that I was know, going. I know. I'm so sorry. I derailed. Oh, you I, totally I, 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 derailed me. We were talking about guarding your heart. We were talking about um, uh, protecting yourself and what is what is good and true and God honoring in your life. Maybe it'll come back to me. You just hit me with oh, the short engagement. I know. I was like, I, I got to tell you this, Dallas. I did. You and Jeff had a short engagement. We did have a short engagement, um, but we knew very, very quickly sure. that I, 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 I was three dates in with him. And wow. I went I went to work and I told the girls, I was like, I'm going to marry this man. That's so fascinating. I'm absolutely going to marry this man. And it, it took him, to be fair, it took him a little bit longer. Uh, but he was fairly, he was fairly certain at about, yeah. you know, the, the four to six week mark. Yeah. And, but that was, we were intentional about our, about each other. Yeah. Like we had, we were, we knew that this is what was coming and we knew what we wanted to be blessed with after that. Absolutely. Which yeah. is. Well, and it one, sorry, and this is not biblical, but like similar to the equally yoked, which is yeah. definitely a biblical understanding is kind of the, if you're both going in the same direction, mm-hmm. right? So like, if you have similar understandings of, and, and, and if not, it's not saying don't do it. A good night. I wonder how many people are basing their relationships off of what we're saying. I'm a little fearful now. Oh, that, that makes me nervous. That makes me really nervous. But saying like, if you know you're going in that same direction, it's a good sign, essentially, right? If It's the equally yoked, right? The equally yoked. Yeah. If you're going in the same God-honoring direction, have very similar understandings of how life goes, it's probably probably going to be okay. Galatians 5 uh, kind of helps us also to remind ourselves in dating, pursue what's good in the spirit. Um, so uh, verses 22, talks, 22 and 23 talk about the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So again, when you think about relationships, when you think about God-honoring life, period, Right. You should see this stuff uh, present in your life, in your dating, in your relationships. It says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, self-control. The law is not against such things. Okay. So pursue what's good in the spirit. If there's anger, if there's divisiveness, if there's uh, not self-control, if there's not joy, different joy, than happiness. Very different. Uh, then, then you got to start asking some questions. If there's not peace, yeah. If there's not peace and there's not patience with each other, um, I, I like um, we. You see a lot of things. You see a lot of things on TV. You see a lot of things in society. I can fix him. Yeah. I can. I can fix him. He's a project. Yeah. Um, be mindful. Yeah. Of of that and and look, I the fruit of the spirit list is is fantastic. Um, if you're not experiencing peace, yeah, you can you can be in a in an unpeaceful relationship and still going in virtually the same direction. Yeah, that does not mean that that is where you need to camp. Yeah, um, it it it's all very. It 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 takes a lot of thought. Yeah, I mean the whole relationship thing takes a lot of energy. Yeah. I'm finding myself going, Lee, like you're like a broke person. Because <laughs> I haven't gone through dating to get to marriage yet. Right? Okay. I haven't haven't gotten to the marriage role like in the sense of just like, I find it a little ironic that the single guys in there. But so, so all this to clarify or qualify, folks like lean into this 
stuff about what scripture actually says. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's going to stand. I don't think I stand behind everything I've said from scripture right? and everything you've said, obviously, cause you have the experience of raising kids, of going through it yourself, of your, your great relationship with Jeff too. Um, but dating is so awkward for me. It's so funny. And maybe it's cause I'm in my twenties and my thirties, but at least it has been like, God, what do you have to say to me? Right. Like my experience here. And I do line up with all these things, right? Self-control is tremendously important choose wisely, like you have, let your own character matters, right? Um, guard your heart, honor the way God has designed you to be and look at how God calls it. And because and the reason why I brought all that up because as you were talking, I was like, just how many, I had a little PTSD of like how many overthinkings happen, has happened in my dating life, right? Uh, of the past and saying like, like, People don't listen to this podcast as whether or not you should break up to, with somebody. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. No, yeah, no, no, no. Don't no, no. say I listen to this great podcast and, and I should. And they said we're going to break up. Yeah, no, no. Like have conversations, have patience, have discernment, mm-hmm. lean into uh, godly wisdom. Right, Dallas. Do you have anything else on dating? It's been a minute, so no. Okay, I, I, I have not been dating. I mean, that's not true. That's not true. Jeff still dates me. Oh, sure. Okay. So, I mean, we we still go on dates. Like he will call me and ask me to Aww. go on to go on dates. That's awesome. Um, but that's probably we can move that up into the marriage section. The topic I love talking about marriage, right? And the one that I feel super comfortable talking about is marriage. And so that's why it's like, I was like, can we get to marriage? Get to marriage. Guys, like this is where it is. And and again, some people might be like, How does a single guy have something to say about marriage? And it's because like these are the passages, Dallas, that yep. I hold tightly to when I'm walking alongside of a couple getting ready for marriage, when we're having the conversations in our culture about marriage, uh, and and when it's time for me to think about my own mm-hmm. right desires to is 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 it's gonna be in these places. And the place we wanted to jump to last time that we get to just embrace this time, uh, Genesis chapter two. Oh, I love right? Genesis. Genesis chapter two. Y'all, this is my favorite place. I kind of say I get, it's so funny when, if and when that time comes for me to get married, Dallas, <laughs> I kind of have said like, I'll handle the service. Don't worry. You will uh, not. I know. I know. I don't like, but the, 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 the scripture, the songs, the liturgy, like, oh, I just, I, cause I've gotten to do so many. Right. So obviously it's a conversation. Obviously if two are going to be one, then we're going to do that together. But Anyways, Genesis 2 is the place I love going to or the place where Jesus quotes Genesis 2 because he does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have this beautiful thing, y'all. And we've been here before right? Uh, in the podcast for our long-term listeners. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 to 25, you have the, the creation of Adam and Eve and this beautiful, poetic thing to say about marriage and how God designed it, right? The Lord God took the man, Adam. Adam and placed him in the garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you're free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For the day that you eat from it, you will certainly die. Then the Lord God said, it is mm-hmm. not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper, important word. Helper. Uh, corresponding to him. I love that language. What does your say? Suitable. Suitable for mm-hmm. him. But corresponding, this, this two oneness. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. The Lord God formed out of the ground every wild animal and every bird of the sky and brought each to the man to see what he would call it. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the sky, to every wild animal. But for the man, no helper Mm -hmm. uh, was found corresponding to him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh in its place or at that place. 
Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, this is like my favorite ever when I think about that future possibility for me. This one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman for she was taken from man. And then we're told, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife and they become one flesh. Uh, both the man and the woman were, and his wife were naked and felt no shame. I have united the man and woman. They, were, he, um, they will be united. He will be united to his wife and they will become one flesh. Oh, okay. United. Interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 But like, what a beautiful, like, like, again, this is, friends, this is God's design for marriage. Like, I know everybody wants to jump all over the scriptures to talk about what, what, what do the scriptures say about marriage? This is the passage. This is God literally creating marriage. He created Literally creating sex, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, right? Because that's going to be what comes from this union, this marriage. You have bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh at last. At last. And, And, and it's this oneness, this togetherness that is like, it's so funny because a lot of times in the marriage conversation in this world, um, people will use the words unnatural and natural so often, right? You can imagine where. And I like to kind of point out like what God is doing here in the fallen world that eventually came. What God has designed marriage to be is supernatural. It's not natural or unnatural. It's supernatural. It is, it is super. only possible because of a God and how he has designed it and the work that he is going to do in a marriage mm-hmm. to keep those two the way that he designed them to be. Beautiful thing. Guess what? Marriage was created before that moment, before the fall. Oh yeah, So Absolutely. it is a beautiful, great, wonderful thing Yep. with a beautiful and incredible design uh, of this oneness and togetherness that, that truly is, right? All people are made in the image of God. That's important for us. But again, going back to some of the things we talked about last time, greatest metaphor in the New Testament is, for the relationship between Christ and his church is marriage. Right. So to, to fully understand that while we appreciate it as single people, marriage, when well, you experience that union, that's the fullness of what the, the church is, is. is often referred to as the bride of Christ. Yes. The bride of Christ in the New Testament. Yeah, Yeah, obviously. um, Yeah, in the New Testament, we've got the bride of Christ, and that. And think about a bride on her wedding day. You know that you you she's beautiful. She's adorned with all kinds of things. She smells good. She you know she's so she's so excited. Ready and she's ready. Okay, and we've got the we've in in the groom. He is. He's excited, you know. Yeah. He he's excited. Emotional, he's ready. He's excited, emotional. Ready. Yeah. I'm glad you used the word emotional. Good. Um, because the bond that Christ has with His church, okay, He does all of the things. Christ led by example. I yeah. mean, He showed us all of the things that we're supposed to do. And Paul tells us in the in his letters, Corinthians, and and such that the role of a husband that a husband is to is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get so into those. Yeah. we're gonna yeah. yeah, yeah. But the Christ loving the church, okay, y'all, he died for his church. Yeah. He protected his church. He ensured the survival of his church. That is, and that bond, that relationship that Christ has is very emotional and it is unbreakable. Yeah. And that's, y'all, men, are called to a higher uh, you have a higher purpose and plan um, in in this relationship. We see that we see that after the fall. Absolutely. Um, and uh, but but the relationship that Christ has with His church is fantastic for marriage. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and we'll get Ephesians five is fully going to unpack or, or, or root, not unpack. Root, you not did unpack, a great job of unpacking, but root exactly what Dallas just said. Uh, but, but but like just before that, just sneaking it in, it's really more of a fun fact than anything. Before let's turn to Ephesians five as we have this okay. wonderful fun fact in John two before Nick at night. Oh yeah, um, you have the the first miracle yep. of Jesus is. Uh, the turning of the water into wine, and he does that at a at a wedding at a wedding. So at in a our wedding, in our uh, uh, wedding liturgy, right? Mm-hmm. These are these are moments that are um, brought up at the very start, right? Uh, we we bring up the fact that God created and designed marriage uh, in the garden with Adam and Eve before the fall. Before the we fall, we bring up that God or that Jesus showed His blessing over marriage mm-hmm. by His first miracle. Big deal. Big was deal. first done yeah. at a wedding. Right, and so so these things is God is showing us, and then we talk about how Paul commends uh, marriage as truly honorable mm-hmm. and good, and then some of the stuff that we covered last time with the whole uh, holiness uh, and undefiled type right. type situation. Right. All right. So Ephesians five. Look at those words. Read those words for us as we think about what you were unpacking for us about. So uh, his relationship, Ephesians, Christ's relationship with us. Yeah, Ephesians five, starting in verse twenty-two. Wives, oh, this is a touch point. Oh, uh, the word. Yeah, yeah you're going to say word. the word. I'm going to say yeah, the word. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a. But you have to keep reading because again, keep reading. the people, this is, this is what, what's going to happen, friends. There's going to say, Dallas is going to say a word mm-hmm. and people are going to freak out Yep. as they're listening to it. But there's more. There's more behind it. There's more said. Yeah. Right. It's not just said to a woman. Nope. There's stuff said to the man as well. Yeah. And again, because there's this oneness, there's this relationship, this correspondingness. Yeah. One flesh. That happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. So Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. Where am I? Keep going. All the way to the end. Okay, just as Christ does for the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Yeah. And again, a super... uh, Touchy. Uh, scandalous passage. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me what to do. Um, but, but again, hear the fullness of what Paul is saying. He's actually trying to use our earthly relationship to understand our spiritual relationship right. to Jesus. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing like when I think of Jesus, I'm, yeah, you're the boss. You're oh, the head. Absolutely. You, I, I submit to your authority. If you're Lord and King of my life, then I am definitely doing that because you laid down your life for me. You right. loved me so much more than I could ever imagine. So yes, I'm going to do this submitting thing that happens, right? And I'm I'm a dude. Okay, yeah. submit 
is not synonymous with doormat. Good. Yes. That is not Good. what that is not what that means. Yeah. And yeah. people that that twist it and and malign it like it is going to be that you should be huddled in a corner somewhere. That is not that is not a healthy God ordained husband wife relationship. With the, the fruit of the spirit. It's, oh, that's absolutely. not that's not of God. No. Fear is not no. of God, right? No. But you have this beautiful thing where, where Paul is talking to both men and women, mm-hmm. to both husbands and wives in the way that God designed it. And you have this interesting language that we pick up on of Christ as the head of the church. Right. Right. And it speaks to the husband as the head of and then the language that we had there in Genesis 2 was helper. Helper. So again, there's this complementingness. They're like a counterbalance to each other. Yeah. But there's but there's a, there's a uh, like I, I'm, I'm one that's I'm I'm one that's like a, a mixture between traditional and egalitarian, and that I see this like uniting of one flesh as we are together. Okay, so this is all us. This is our life, and we we each contribute to this. We each talk about these things, but we also have we're two different becoming one. Right. Yeah. So we have different. We have different roles. Yeah. We have different we have different gifts, talents, and abilities. Okay. Yes. Find that in, in the Corinthians as well. We've got yes. different we've got the whole church does. The whole yeah. church does. But even in a but marriage, even in a marriage two different people, unique people coming together as exactly, one. Exactly. Yeah. And using their their uniqueness and to to form something even better and even more even more great. Yeah. Um, but we do have different roles. Yeah. And um that it, that is God ordained and God blessed, right. and this submit to your husbands as as Christ as the church you know submits to to Christ, um, because that's that's what God says to do. And I love how you brought up this isn't doormat. This isn't someone walking nope. all over somebody. Because Mm-mm. look at how Jesus exercised his authority. He yeah okay so last he episode. Feet. He served, yeah. Last episode, we talked about the meanings, the different meanings of love. And so we've got this agape love yeah. that is unconditional, that is sacrificial. That's the big thing that this this agape love is sacrificial. So in this passage, Paul is talking about husbands love your wife with an agape love, not a yeah. brotherly love, not a, a passionate or erotic kind yeah. of love. Yeah. This is agape love. This is sacrificial and unconditional the way that Christ loved the church. And uh, that is a big weight to carry for, for our men. Think of Philippians 2, 5 to 11, right? He did not count himself, even though he was in the form of God, did not count himself. Like, so he he humbled himself by taking on the form of, right. yeah. You have all these things of, there's a great humility in the mm-hmm. way that that husbands are called to love their wives. Right. And again, that sacrifice. Yeah. You're not self-serving, right? No. She doesn't submit to whatever, like glorify you, do whatever you want, right? It's a, it's a whole oneness thing that's a beautiful thing when it works together the way God designed it to be. So did we talk about last episode the um the husband's bodies and the wife that that our bodies are are not our own when we get married that we we have this I don't know that we did. We, yeah. Um, yeah yeah. So in 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 Corinthians um Paul talks again about one it, when you're united in marriage, you are not yeah. only to yourself. We'll get into this in a few episodes and, about sexual sin. Yeah, but you belong. It you belong to each other, yes. and so uh, thinking along the lines of this this agape love, this unconditional, this sacrificial love, um, I do things for my husband because I want to. Yeah. Because I I I do love him, and he does things for exactly. me exactly um, that don't even cross my mind. But he does them 
that that oftentimes he's too tired to do. He he has worked a long day. He's been out of town. He comes home, but he still does things yeah. for me that he knows makes me happy. He still wants to do things for me. He wants to be supportive of me. He listens to me when I get home from recording our podcast, yeah. and he's like, "What yeah. did you talk about?" And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you know, we we do things for each other um, because we're sacrificing yeah. for each other. Good and. Uh, um, but it's it's not something that is forced on us. Yeah, it is. It's a blessing and it's yes. a gift. It's something that God gave us. Yep, absolutely. And and, and that's where again this passage can take so much heat. Oh, right? it does. It does. But it's but it but it, but when it does take heat, I think that's the sinful nature, try, Satan working to try and split a couple rather than see the beautiful union that's supposed to happen. Right. And and that there's great things expected of both parties when they come into the union of marriage. Oh, absolutely. There, yeah. I mean that, so marriage, you know, you see in, in Genesis, in the Genesis passage that we've got marriage as a part of its design was for companionship. Yeah. Okay. Part of its design was for procreation. Sure. Right. You, you get married. I mean, Genesis that's one. Yeah. You, you Genesis get married. Two shows us the companionship. Genesis one shows us the be fruitful, the multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And then you have the, the true one flesh. I mean, she came from Adam. Right. Right. And, and, and again, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Like this is like, I, I don't know what it's like Dallas because I'm not married, but I imagine it's a, a oneness that I can't comprehend. You can't understand it. Yeah. And, and it's not something that you also get on your wedding night. Like right. it is something, it's a, it's something you work. that you love that works. you yeah. grow into. I mean, and and you know, Jeff and I, when we got married, we were delusionally in love with each other. We yeah. were young, we were infatuated with each other. Um, I would say that the love that we have today is vastly different and deeper than what we had twenty five years ago. Yeah. Um, that was great. You know, twenty five years ago, that was that was great. Um, but what we have right now is so much better than where we started. Yeah. Well, and, and while many people will want to say this passage harps so much on the, the wives, mm-hmm. I want to just again point out how much it calls the husband to. Oh, you, yeah. You, you've done a great job of showing us, right? Just as Christ loved the church by laying down himself, by being willing to die for the sake of the church, yep. men are willing to, for the sake of their wives, die for them. Like oh, that's yeah. really what it says. You're willing to give the fullness of who you are. Yep. Right? Uh, verse 20, in the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. Yep. So it's it's the classic love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. right? Treat someone the way you want it to be treated. Like you treat your wife as if she is your own body because going back to the spirit of Genesis 2, she came from she you. She came from you. Right? Uh, for no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it just as Christ does for the church since we are members of his body. Okay. And then I love the the end. Like you had, you had brought up a quote from a book last time. Oh, I did. Love yeah. and respect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that book is kind of from this verse here in the end of Ephesians 5. Uh, to sum each up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself and the wife is to respect her husband. Because we're different. Yeah. And- well, Dallas, doesn't, does that mean we don't, that, that husbands don't respect their wives? No. Does that mean that wives don't love their husbands? No. Yeah. What does that mean? It means that we process, um, we receive information differently and we uh, therefore spit out information differently. And um, It goes to wiring, to design. We we are, if we were exactly the same, how boring would that be? Yeah. Um, but we're not. We are We are very, very different. And we were designed that way 
on purpose and for a purpose. So for, I mean, Jeff can do things that I, he can think about things that I cannot think about. When I come to him and I've had a hard day and I'm just rambling, um, he will look at me and go, okay, um, do you want me to fix it? Or do you want me good. to listen? Yeah. And I'm like, just listen. Yeah. Just good. listen. Great Don't question say for anything. anybody to ask in a situation like that. Yeah. But he's very logical. And yeah. so if if I have a problem, if I have a situation um that that has upset me, his go-to reaction is to make it go away, yeah. is to fix it. But but the way that I uh, process, receive information, and then I guess regurgitate information sure. yeah. is very different. It's through words yeah. and he's a fixer. Yeah. Okay. But that's how he was created. And so we, and, and we see this, you know, we ended our last episode with sex. Yeah. Okay. Marriage is about sex. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Well, marriage is about a lot of things. A lot of things. I, I would even say sex is about marriage. Yeah. But, but yeah. yes. Okay. So that is uh, one of the perks and benefits sure. of being married and God designed it that way. You are supposed to enjoy your spouse. Yeah. You are you are supposed to be an enjoyable companion, okay? Yeah. So you can have a conversation sitting across the dinner table with each other, yeah. um, a helper. And I'm sure Jeff would love it if I help more outside, but I don't go outside. Um, and it goes, it goes to that relationship that yes. you have, that oneness. The oneness, the uh, trust, the, the closeness. Love. Right, mm-hmm. I know a scary word for people that makes them uncomfortable is intimate, right? Which we're called to be close with people. We're called to be close with God. Intimate but, doesn't only mean right, exactly. Sexual. It's not, not not just sexual, but there's mm-hmm. a closeness that's talked about. And and kind of, I appreciate a book uh, that I read called Scary Close, right? Just just talk about how you take down the mask and you allow yourself to be fully seen. Yes, by God, but also in the closest relationships, particularly the, the relationship of marriage that God mm-hmm. gives you so that there is that oneness that you experience. And I think closeness, especially post-pandemic, is so hard for people to wrap their brains around if they are, were not already in relationships that were close. Like there's just that temptation. Satan does a great job of isolating us and trying to destroy something that's just incredibly beautiful. I think that it's our, our culture does a good job of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, that yeah. it wasn't only, I mean, the pandemic definitely didn't do us any favors, um, but our our culture, I mean, you yeah. look at social media, yeah. um, it's just very isolating. Us, yeah. It's very isolating. And, and here we see, you know, when we look at the beauty and the gift of marriage, um, that is a anything but isolation. Yeah. And- um, Going back to the end of- the chapter five, that verse 33, just to, just to highlight that piece okay. that's so important, the love and respect Oh thing, yeah, definitely. Right? One of the things that you were kind of drawing out is just our unique wiring and and how important it is. And, and both are involved. Hopefully, not oh, hopefully, yeah. you have to love and respect your spouse. Exactly. Whether you are the man or the woman, right? Exactly. And so, but like I've learned in student ministry, like just working with boys and girls, like, uh, and this is what that book really brings out they talks about this verse and sees like Paul is observing something that's there and God ordained it to have it in his word here that like for women specifically, if you, if you do something that is perceived as unloving, that is one of the most harmful, hurtful things you can possibly do versus with men, with boys. If you do something that is disrespectful, if they feel like they're not respected, mm-hmm. that's like the cardinal sin, right? It is. And it's really hard to recover from. So mm-hmm. I just appreciate the uniqueness of what Paul is saying here to wives and to husbands and love your wives, respect your husbands. And understand that we are different. Yeah. Like we are different. And and this is, this is like a blanket statement because I know some women that have 
more respect issues. Sure. Um, you know, that that's their, yeah. that that's yeah. their, uh, love language for lack of a better okay, word. Sure. Yeah. Moment with microphone. And, uh, and then, and I know a lot of, uh, some, some other men that, have their their love language would would be more of the the loving yeah, and the yeah. words and, and, and I would tell you friends it's because we live in a fallen world yeah right and that fallenness that brokenness has done things to us has changed us have have pulled us away from certain designs that God has for our lives uh, and a lot of times when people ask me like why like that like why why is that different you said you told me that that women are more, it's more important to love than respect. And, and that's where I say both, please. Like, cause some people are wired in such a way, but. This is both. And we talked yeah. about an if then kind of situation for the, the agape unconditional love. It's not an if then attachment. Yeah. It's not, if you do this, then I will love you unconditionally. Right. So in marriage, um, it's a both and. Yes. So we need both love and respect for Good. both parties. But yeah. when you are in that, when you're in that relationship, only you and your spouse alone are going to know what your communication style and what your language is. And it's going to be unique to only you. Yeah. So our kids, you know, mine and uh, Jeff and I, our kids grew up in a relatively calm house, which sure. I know people are going to think that's crazy because they know <laughs> me and they're like, how in right. the world are you calm? Um, and, uh, I was like, well, I wasn't, but my husband is very calm. Like he never yeah. attended the arguments that I invited him to ever, <laughs> which was super frustrating for me. And, but the kids were raised in a, in a culture of love and respect because my husband made it so. Sure. Like he made it so. If it had been left up to me, solely up to me and sure. my sinful nature and my, uh, my default mechanism, the kids would have grown up in a very loud house in a very disrespectful house. But as a result, they didn't. They didn't. And now they're passing that kind of blessing onto um, their own families sure. and their own relationships. Yeah. You have um, Malachi. Um, Malachi on our list, um, which is an interesting, I, I thought that was an interesting oh, sure. choice. Yeah, yeah. Malachi 2.15. Well, side note, yeah. Yeah, but it goes about the, the you know, we wanted godly offspring. Yes. And that is such a blessing in and of itself. Is and it to, can be, like this is one of those, we, we kind of previewed, we would talk about this and, and it's good to kind of come to the close of this one and see this, right? Marriage is not always going to produce offspring. And that's, no, not, a, not. that's not a judgment of God. Nope. Um, but when it when it does happen, right? When there right. is offspring, that is a godly thing. That is a good thing to celebrate because it's life. It is. And it's another human being that God created, that God designed. And yeah, the blessing then that comes from godly offspring. Godly it offspring. Can come from the godly design that God has for marriage too. And I can tell you that... Uh, Sin has has permeated every aspect of this world. There's, I mean, it 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 is cold, it is ugly, it it is lethal yeah. to everything. Not just not just me and you, but everything. And uh, um, but we've got a God of redemption and a God that loves us and has provided a, like a, a safe haven and a refuge. And I can promise you that Jeff and I would not have made it twenty five years without God. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we just, but God has always, he is, he has been invited into our home yeah. from the very beginning. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. There's that. Y'all marriage. What a fun one. And, and it's kind of fun. We, we knew this would happen uh, as we kind of plan these series that maybe we said something and we somewhat yeah. passed by it. 
because um, we were just attempting to really give you the the, the, gloss. the gloss of of dating and marriage and some things that are important. Um, as always, as we always talk about, like if you love this conversation, keep talking about these things. Because right. again, like I, I appreciate how you brought out once again, we don't always talk about these things from the pulpit. And then again, can you imagine? Can no. you imagine? Oh my goodness, no. Oh, the stairs, Today the in the uh, sermon, we're, we're going to talk about, about submitting. <laughs> yeah, or Song of Solomon chapter four. Sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's one of those ones where it's like, okay, if you if you appreciate this, have the conversation mm-hmm. with Christian friends, with your small group, with your spouse. Um, and, and again, I love that you brought in the grace at the end of that too, because it is like, y'all, we couldn't do this without grace. When, nope. when we talk about God's design, we're, 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 the law is going to convict us every mm-hmm. single time. God's law will convict us. And what I mean by that is it's going to point out where you make mistakes. You're going to hear something that's good and great the way God designed it. And you're going to think about your mistakes. We're going to get to forgiveness at some point. We have we to, to really talk about the fullness. We, we've somewhat dabbled in it for sure. Cause we've been talking about Jesus. We've been talking about love. Um, but no, if there's anybody that's in the redemption business, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And he's on your side. Got he's you covered. for you. Um, so have these conversations, share these conversations Ask questions. Tell us what you think. Um, like the, maybe as a conversation to say for down the road, because once again, it's an interesting episode we just had. Right. Um, to kind of look at these things of dating and marriage. Man, my passion came out in Genesis 2 for sure, because I love that one so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, share it. Continue have the conversation. The conversation. Let uh, us know if we can, you know, Circle back to circle anything. back to anything. Next time. Holy cow. Oh, next time. Talk about something the church doesn't talk about, Dallas. Uh, and you think it's something scandalous. And and it's I think not. maybe in some people's eyes it is actually. I guess maybe. Uh, from my own personal experience, I think sometimes it is. But we're going to be talking about, we've talked about marriage. Uh, we've hinted at this one, but we're going to talk about singleness. Yep. Uh, so what does it mean to be single? Because actually, uh, statistically speaking, most adults are single or at least staying single for a very long time. Uh, and so it's a good one for the church to talk about, to honor, to respect, to see Ooh, how Paul talks about it. I like it. the way you just phrased that. Yeah. Because there's there's a different connotation. Oh, you're still single. Yes. No, no trust me. It is, it is God honoring. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what's crazy is essentially what we're going to hear next time, folks, is, yeah, if you're married, God great. loves that. Honor mm-hmm. the way God has married. If you're single, great. God loves that. Honor God's calling for you when you're that's single. Right. That's right. Crazy that God can work for all people in all circumstances because he loves us because he sent Jesus to redeem all of our brokenness and everything that we've walked through. Um, But Dallas, thanks for a fun episode, fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, Would you close us with a word of prayer? I will. Father God, we thank you for all of the gifts that you have given us. We thank you for the gift of each other, of relationship, of husbands, wives. Um, But most importantly, Father, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, to just show us what true agape love looks like. And uh, and we praise you and thank you for that. As uh, anybody that is listening to this that has questions, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would convict them and answer those questions or uh, help reach out to us, Father, so that we might be able to glorify you um, better. Uh, we pray all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we'll see you next time.